With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. KXNO Des Moines. Now, today's biggest stories from the BMW of Des Moines Sports Desk. This is an X's and O's update on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And I'm Trent Condon. Iowa State sophomore guard Tyrese Halliburton has been named a finalist to make USA Basketball's under-19 World Cup team. Halliburton is one of 18 players to make the cut before the 12-member team will be announced. June 24th. Iowa football has picked up another commitment for the 2020 class as Florida quarterback Keelan Gully makes his verbal pledge to the Hawks. Gully joins teammate Kovan Matthews on the Iowa commitment list for a coach by former Hawkeye Marcus Paschal. Craig Kimbrell made his debut yesterday for the Iowa Cubs. That's a slider swung on him as he struck him out to a 1-2-3 seventh inning for Kimbrell. The call from the Sacramento River Cats radio as the I-Cubs win 7-4. Two Major League Baseball tied up in the ninth inning in the Crosstown Classic with the White Sox and the Cubs. And Aloy Jimenez to the plate. Jimenez in the air. Left field. He's your hero tonight. Welcome to Wrigley. He cracked the bat on that swing and still drove it out of the park. The bat shattered in his hands. The call from Jason Benetti on WGN as the White Sox win it 3-1. Late last night, the Royals were in Seattle to face the Mariners, and Whit Merrifield has himself a game. And that is belted to left field and gone. So Merrifield on an inside pitch. It's a three-run home run. The call from Fox Sports Kansas City. Merrifield, two homers in the game and six RBI. As the Royals win it, 9-0. Even later last night, it went 17 innings. Max Kepler coming up big three different times. Driven to right, a piece hit. Garber around third. He's going to score. Kepler delivers, and we're tied at two. A drive to right field. We are tied. Fair ball down the line. Kepler does it. A walk-off winner in 17 innings. The calls from Dick Bremer on Fox Sports North as Kepler tied it in the 8th inning with the single, in the 13th with the homer, and the walk-off winner in the 17th. Stay up to date at KXNO.com and all day right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Live from the Wild Rose Casino and Resort Jefferson Studios, you'd rather be here. This is 1460 KXNO. KXNO in your pocket with iHeartRadio on your smartphone. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Hi, welcome back. 11 o'clock hour, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Programming note coming up today on Murph and Andy, 3 o'clock. The newly minted NBA champion from the state of Iowa, Nick Nurse, is going to join the boys. Oh, nice. Yeah, 3 o'clock. Uh, Murph and Andy have Nick Nurse. I believe that is his first media 
uh, availability as a champion. So good for Murph and Andy for getting him, and mm-hmm. that'll be must that'll be appointment radio. Well, the show is, but three o'clock today, uh, Nick Nurse will join the program. Uh, Tom Kicker's about to join the program here, and he does right now. David Kaplan coming up. We will talk Chicago sports with Cappy in about twenty minutes or so. But right now, he's our buddy Tom Kicker from HawkeyeReport.com. Tom, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Tom Kicker, how are you? Doing well. Hope you guys are doing well, too. Absolutely, my friend. We have our Phil Steels in front of us. Do you have yours yet? I have not gotten mine yet. But we do. Uh, that's, uh, that's, uh, you know, the older I get, the harder it is to read that without my glasses. <laughs> oh, it's yeah, it's that was bro- the start of the show yesterday. <laughs> I'm Ken so glad his- you mentioned that. <laughs> I've got a magnifying glass in front of me. <laughs> I have to have it. I can't see the, the print. Fun, the f- the the font has it, it, I don't think my eyes have gotten that bad. I mean, I do need some cheaters, right? But, uh, you know, but boy, his font keeps it's because he's packing all that information in there. Yes, I get it. You know, spend, you know, expand the magazine, use a few more pages, but use a different font. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Tom. I'm glad it's just not me. Uh, you know what? The um, Good for Iowa, by the way, for the last couple of weeks. It, it's June. you got to feed the beast. It's a slow time. We are salivating for college football. Coaches opportunities a couple of weeks ago, players yesterday, and some of the big-name players as well, some, uh, some Hawkeyes that are going to play prominent roles uh, on the 2019 squad, and you guys had an opportunity to watch and and to speak with them. Good for Iowa for doing that, Tom. Yeah, they've been doing this for probably about four or five years now, where they'll just make uh, make guys available, um, you know, pack them, probably five, six guys, uh, twice during the summer, just so we can talk to them once in June, and then the other time will be in July. Um and then that leads up to Big Ten Media Day where, you know, that's an interesting conversation of which guys, uh, uh, you know, Kirk is going to bring to Chicago. I think Nate Stanley for sure. Yep. Usually it's been seniors and, um, you know, does he bring up enough? I think he has to. I think he, I think he has to. I think he has to. And, you know, after that, it'll be interesting to see what he does. But, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to, to have, guys to talk to and and i think it's smart for the program to make them available because you want people talking about iowa football and it might help sell a few tickets perhaps no question you get that part of it epines on his way to becoming an all-american if he can put it together on the field all season long now as a full-time starter nate stanley uh caused a little bit of a ruckus i know you had a post up at hawkeyereport.com talking about the conversations that you had and People, uh, well, I don't know if they had the, the fans out as they were about to fade. He talked about throwing passes to Oliver Martin now in practice. Yes, that got people. I knew once Stanley said, yeah, I've been throwing some passes to Oliver Martin, <laughs> everybody would be going crazy <laughs> because that's what they want to hear. Yep. You know, that, it, it's, my, it's probably not the most important note item, but it's the item that everybody led with yesterday was uh, that that uh, he's been throwing some balls to Oliver Martin, and, and they'll ramp that up. Uh, they started, I think, yesterday with like some seven-on-seven work that they'll do uh, in the evenings. And uh, so, I, I, you know, it's just kind of proof of life kind of thing that he's really there, and uh, uh, he's really part of the football program. And, and just to kind of hear that firsthand experience was, 
was nice. Uh, a nice note item from yesterday's visit with Nate. How big of a part of the pro, pro, uh, football program will he be this year, Tom? What are you hearing, if anything, the chances that he's going to get that waiver? I know that there's some optimism that it's going to happen. How realistic do you think that optimism is? I think it's, honestly, I think it's a coin flip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in the past, you probably would have said, a low percentage that it's going to happen right. or no percent chance that it was going to happen, uh, you know, four or five years ago, uh, you would have said, well, he's going to have to sit this year and there's no chance he's going to get anything. But, um, you know, now with the NCAA kind of opening their eyes a little bit to some of these things and, and he's got a case coordinator changed, the offense changed and you can make that case. Uh, I'm sure that's the same kind of case that like a, Tate Martell made when he transfers from Ohio State to Miami and gets eligible is well the coach changed and the offense is different so I'm gonna I'm gonna take my talents to South Beach and uh, and and he gets to play right away so I think that's probably the same that's a building block case for um, for him uh, for Oliver Martin to make uh, Tom Caker Hawkeyereport dot com is our is our guest Tom one of my takeaways from it was just I mean, I would love to be able to just sit there and watch Epines and Wirfs go at each other, right? And it's so good for both players. They're both first-round picks. We know Epines is a top-five pick in all likelihood. Certainly top ten, more likely top five. Wirfs is clearly uh, in in the first round, and his arrows pointing up. But those two going against each other, and then comparing notes has been pointed out in the interviews yesterday. Was you know Wirfs tells Epinesa, and Epinesa's telling Wirfs what he how he was able to get him that time and vice versa that's invaluable tom that's um and it i I, you know i won't speak for other programs because it probably happens in other programs but it speaks to the culture that iowa has that it's a that it's a we not a me kind of uh uh, culture that they have And, and that's one of the things that i've noticed in the last two or three years the emphasis on being a good teammate and that sort of thing in their team building that they've done uh for several years really starting probably maybe 2015 when I I think the culture took another change. Um, I I think that's that's where you see this, is that they're really good friends, and they're trying to help each other get better. And you you wonder why FNS has uh, been so good. Well, he's going up against Tristan Wirfs. You wonder why Worst is so good. Right. Well, he's going up against AJ Epinesa every day in practice, and they, it's the iron sharpens iron kind of mentality that they have. It's absolutely crazy to have that. You got a Larry Jackson over on the other side. So after Worst gets his fill, Epinesa can go over and work on him. The back and forth that is happening there. Tom, another guy you talked to yesterday, the running back Makai Sargent, a late addition to the roster a year ago, really won that job as the season progressed. The entry to Ivory Kelly Martin. What do you think of him this year? What what he can be and with a couple of talented incoming freshmen running back? How much of a stranglehold do you think he has on that job? I think he's the the lead guy right now. Um, I don't know by a lot because I think they're going to kind of rotate things around. But I, I think crunch time, he's the guy that they're going to go to, at least at this point, because he's proven it. And he kind of won the job last year in November, and his performance showed that. But Having said that, you know, the, the offseason has been filled with talk about they got to improve the run game. So if another guy starts lighting it up a little bit, um, 
you know, then you could see more carries going to Ivory Kelly or to Torn Young in a certain situation. Um, Sergeant's really interesting because last, it just how more, much more comfortable he is with us. Um, mm. because last year when we would talk to him early on, he was really quiet, really shy, um, didn't say a whole lot. Now he's just totally comfortable with us talking about his experiences and how he's developing and, you can just see the uh, maturation process uh, taking place with uh, with a guy like that, and it's really kind of neat to see. Tom, who's your dark horse? I mean, here's Phil Steele's how he sees the West for for what it's worth: Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, Northwestern, Purdue, and Illinois. Uh, and, and to be fair, he's got Minnesota, Northwestern, and Purdue all as a joint four. It's a coin flip between those three. Is Northwestern maybe the team that's, I don't know, not getting the respect at this point that they deserve? I mean, how many more years do we have to pick this team to have a, you know, to take a step back and yet there they are at the top? And, you know, Hunter Johnson comes in. He looks like he's going to be the uh, answer at quarterback after they uh, lose yet another quarterback to the NFL. Uh, I'm not sure how th- good Thorson's going to be, but he was drafted in the NFL, so that tells me all I need to know. But who's the team in your mind right now that's not getting the respect in the West that perhaps they should? I think you hit on the exact team, Northwestern. I mean, they they people forget Hunter Johnson was a five-star kid right. coming out of high school. He was way more highly rated than Clayton Thorson. He's probably more talented, just physical gifts, than, than, uh, than Thorson. Um and they've still got a lot of talent back. They've got a really good defense again. Uh, and it's Fitz. Fitz just knows how to, you know, Fitz and Ferris are the two guys. They just know how to win mm-hmm. those close games in the Big Ten, those tough battles. And Fitz just, he's able to do it. And, you know, it's, Iowa, Wisconsin, and, and Northwestern are just kind of the same programs. They're just, it, once you start doubting them, that's when they're going to rise up. They're good, and it's uh, going to be a fun season. Six teams, I think, with a compelling case to win the Big Ten West. Tom, recruits though for 2020. You do a lot of that over at Hawker Report, part of the Rivals Network. Four guys in the last week. What can you tell us, and maybe a guy that Iowa fans should be most excited about out of this group? Yeah, it's been a busy, busy time. Uh, I'll go with uh, um, you know the guy I'm kind of been intrigued with in the last week is Mason Richmond. The, the, uh, he's, we have him listed as a defensive end, and I think they're still fighting about this uh, internally between Kelvin <laughs> Bell and, and Tim Polisek. They're fighting for this kid. Uh, but right now it looks like he'll be an offensive lineman, the kid out of Kansas who just – he just has that look of the kind of the baller guard tackle – um, that, that Iowa really has had great success with. And it should be noted, Marcus Pascal, former Iowa safety, sending more kids up to Iowa. So they're mm-hmm. getting a couple of kids out of Largo this week, uh, with Quavon Matthews and, and, and Keelan Gully, uh, wide receiver and a defensive back. So, and this weekend, they've got a huge weekend. I mean, Iowa could realistically, and I'm not just kind of pie in the sky here, they could, be coming up on 20 commitments for the class of 2020 by the uh, early July uh, after these guys start to make their decisions in, in the month of July. Wonderful stuff, Tom Caker. Thank you, Tommy. Appreciate you coming on. As always, next Friday, you'll be back in your regular spot. Thank you for being flexible this week. We'll uh, talk to you in nine days. Thanks, Tom. 
Okay, thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you, Tom Kakert, HawkeyeReport.com. Portions of that brought to us by our friends at Fuller Family Dentistry, FullerDental.net. Couple of locations. If you're new to the area, it's been a while since you've been to the dentist, uh, and you can't remember who that person might have been. Well, Dr. Fuller would love to have you. They're accepting new patients. East 29th Street in Des Moines, 2822 East 29th Street in Des Moines. Also in Altoona, uh, 410 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Find them on the web. You can fill out all your patient forms in advance of getting to your appointment. FullerDental.net. Uh, one of uh, Trent and I's sponsors. We're grateful for that relationship. You know, that's an interesting point when it, um, you know, cause that'll be a talker, the speculation on media day. And Ference has always been one. It's not a steadfast rule. He took Josie Jewell back to back years. Mm-hmm. Nate Stanley was there last year. He'll be there again this year. But normally he's rewarded seniors, right? Right. Been through the program last year. We're going to reward you for you know being a, a being good to the program and take you to Chicago and, and make you a part of Media Days. Who's that senior this year? I don't know if there is one. Is my point there? There isn't anybody that is a slam dunk. There isn't anybody that makes a whole lot of sense. This is a team at, now. Four guys left for the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think you take the two NFL guys, albeit they're underclassmen. I think Worfs goes. I think Epinesa goes. They're both junior. This is their. This is both of their final years. I don't know about Worfs. He had the transgression last year. Had the suspension. Well, that's true. Alaric Jackson's also an NFL guy. Mm-hmm. Worfs a first round pick. Ojemudia. Yes, probably. If you're going to yes. go that direction, if you're rewarding, yes. Go with the older guy. Mm-hmm. Stanley's going back. Don't you think? Do we need to hear any more from him? We need quarterback. Yeah. He's pretty dry. I know, but... He toes the company line. He's fine. Right. Who's going to sell the program over there? Not not in the Iowa media. We, they've got the Iowa yeah, media. Yeah, yeah. They've got us, it's right? Ep, it's Epinesa. I mean, that's what that's drives... That's who the national yes. media want. To, but don't they want to hear worse? Because he's a first-round pick. Yeah. He's an Iowa kid. Grew up 30 miles... Epinesa was a five-star. Mm-hmm. He was a national guy. Epinesa is a top-five pick. Mm-hmm. At worst, might be a first-round pick and certainly could develop into that this year. But Epinesa is a slam-dunk guy. That's the one. Well, I don't he's, think he's top-ten for your business. Sports Radio in Iowa starts and ends right here. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back to Continue on here as we mentioned. It's time to talk to our buddy David Kaplan in Chicago, NBC Sports Chicago, ESPN One Thousand. Uh, during the mornings, in fact, he's on the radio right now, which is why we had to tape him prior to his show here. Today's brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. More about them uh, coming up here in a bit. Cap, good to talk to you, Trenton Ken in Des Moines. You know, we'll get to the game in a second. Where I want to start with you because I don't want to forget to bring it up. Uh, it's been a topic with Trent and I. Just the fact that. You know, Wrigley Field and Soldier Field and Guaranteed Rate and even the United Center. Um, boy, the, the Illinois is embracing sports wagering to the extent that all of those venues may open up a, a sports book. Are you surprised, Cappy, that seemingly they're going to go that far? We see it in the U.K., but maybe in Chicago as well. Yeah, I'm not surprised. It's great to be with you guys as always. I'm not surprised simply because they're going to try to maximize as much money as they can. And eventually this thing will be fully mobile where you can do it on your phone anywhere you're at. But right now, because of GPS technology, you're not going to be able to play like a 
wagering account in Illinois if you happen to be on vacation in Arizona. Right. So you've got to try and find a way to maximize the in-state revenue. So, no, it does not surprise me. What, uh, how how um, big will they build it at Wrigley, Cappy? Will it just be a kiosk, maybe a couple of windows? I've seen some reports that you know they want to put a sports book in Wrigley Field somewhere. How, how big can it be? Uh, I think it could be pretty good size. I can tell you I was doing the Atlantic 10 tournament. I was at the Verizon Center in D.C., and as I was walking toward the security entrance for the media, I was walking through, this was early in the morning, it, the, the uh, sports bar at Verizon Center. It was closed, but we were walking like right there. And I said, well, this place is sweet. <laughs> you guys get this many people to come to a sports bar? It's huge. And they said, no, not exactly. But Ted Leonsis, the owner of the Capitals and Wizards, they said is all in on sports gambling. And so he's waiting, and as soon as it gets approved there, this will be a sports book. I'm like, oh, my God, this place will be amazing. You have to have a ticket to go to the game. Nope. The wow. Is it will be open all the time. And even if the Capitals are playing in New York against the Rangers, you could come there, watch the game, and bet on everything going on. It, it, I think it's the wave of the future. That's a really good idea, and when games aren't there, uh, certainly a way to grow that revenue. When you looked at the Illinois bill, what did they get wrong? What do you think they missed on as they get ready to put everything together? Well, I think the mobile component is where they're missing out. I mean, there's got to be a way to have fully integrated mobile wagering where if I you know, get approved for an account and I go sign up and I do all the things I'm supposed to do, you're telling me that if I'm – I'm not saying if I'm over in Europe and you're, I get that. But if I'm on vacation or I'm, I, I'm in Indiana down at, let's pick a spot. I happen to be in Indianapolis on business. I can't make a wager on my phone with my in-state account. I got to go sign up in Indiana and do it there. That's the problem for me. Hmm. Cap, uh, let's talk about the game last night. Of course, terrific pitching matchup tonight. We're looking forward to that. But let's look back before we look forward. And you know what? What a moment uh, last night in the baseball game for Jimenez. And, and it, uh, you could just the the exuberation on his face. He's one of these kids that you can't help rooting for. I think, anyways. And um, you know, great moment. Wanted to be a Cub. Obviously, it didn't work out. And he's is he's shipped in a trade that looks like it's one sided in the White Sox favor at this point. But what a big moment for him in the ninth inning last. Last night, yeah, and the funny thing is, so Chuck Garfine from NBC Sports Chicago and my guy Ryan McGuffey drove Aloy saw to the game last night. Yeah. They went up to Chuck and Guff went up to him on Thursday and said, "Hey, man, how about uh, <laughs> letting us drive you to the park?" He's like, yeah, "I don't know. Let me think about that. I'm not sure I want to, you know, do all that." And then he hits the two home runs against the Yankees Saturday morning. Walks up to Chuck, goes. Yeah, man, I'll do it. <laughs> and so they drive him to the game, and they mic him up, and they got GoPros in there, and they've got our camera guy, Matt Buckman, Guff, Chuck Garfine, Aloy, and Aloy's translator, who they literally said never said a word because Aloy's pretty good with his English. Mm-hmm. And he said, the only two teams I ever wanted to play for were the Yankees and the Cubs, mm-hmm. and I did not understand why they traded me. I was mad that they traded me. Uh, but now things have worked out, and he said, look out there. He pointed at uh, Wrigley Field. He said, Glyber and I, all we talked about was we're the future wow. of the Chicago Cubs, and we're going to carry it on, and neither guy's there anymore. But Theo and Jed said, you know, hey, look, 
when we signed them and blew through the spending limits, it was with the thought these are two elite prospects that we can use to go get other pieces because our window will be open. Little did they know that the trade with Aloy was a bad trade. And you guys know, because I've talked to you guys for years, I told you before they made the deal that I was not a Quintana guy. Mm -hmm. I told you the day after they made that deal I was on with you that I did not like the trade. This is not Monday morning quarterback. They kept saying, well, but you got to understand, the contract allows you to go get Darvish and Chatwood and Morrow and whatever other money they spent. My point is the contract doesn't walk out to the mound (laughs) and throw pitches. The human does. Jose Quintana is meh. He's okay. He's not a bad pitcher. He's not an elite pitcher. And these people that keep going, well, but you got to understand, it was, at the time he was oxygen for a starving rotation. Yeah, except you had a guy sitting in Detroit who had fixed his mechanics, had a run going of really good starts, and is begging, please, I want to be a Cub. And his name's Justin Verlander. Hmm. Well, he went to the Astros, and the Cubs got Jose Quintana. Mm. Enough said. You might not have to give up Jimenez for that also in that deal that happened late in August. Speaking of Jimenez, 6'4", big dude, and certainly still growing into that body. You got a comp for him, a guy, a former major leaguer that you think, with, of course, you know injuries aside and those kind of things, he could turn into? Anything jump to mind? Yeah, Vladimir Guerrero. Wow. it's a pretty good one. <laughs> I think White Sox fans say they'll take that. Yeah, look, Aloy's never going to be a great defensive player. I think he'd get better. Mm -hmm. He's never going to be a really good defensive player, but he is a beast offensively. And the best part of him is he's a wonderful guy. I mean, he is a team-first guy. He is a great, great dude to deal with. I mean, you, you can't root against him. You just can't. And so for White Sox fans, it is unbelievable that not only did they give up an okay pitcher, like if you told me the Cubs gave that up and they got Chris Sale, okay, I get it. Chris Sale's Chris Sale. But under no circumstance was Jose Quintana ever Chris Sale. And he should have been better in the National League with no DH, a pitcher hitting, and not as much offense as there is in the American League. And the fact is, he had never pitched in high leverage, and so he's okay. He's just not all that in a bag of chips. Hmm. Capone, uh, two questions in one here. A is the heel. By is this heel continuing to bother him? He's in a he's in a real slump right now, as we know. Uh, the air last night, notwithstanding, I mean that was just uh, he's trying to do too much. But here's my here's my other question: uh, the heel, and then is there really a debate in Chicago as to what shortstop would you rather have, Tim Anderson or Javi Baez? And you know, the closer I look at Anderson, and maybe it's just a product of not watching the White Sox as much as I watch the Cubs, Anderson's a pretty good player. I'd rather have Baez, but he's making this a uh, a legitimate debate, I think, Cap. Yeah, I don't. I, I, and I like Tim. I'm a fan of Tim. Tim is not a great defensive player. He's going to have a you know inordinate number of errors. It, it's not close. Javi is one of the top players in baseball. Tim's a nice player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, for me, it's not close. Now, Javi's in a bit of a slump right now, no question about it. He's got to break out. But in the end, Javi Baez, for me, is a lot better than Tim Anderson. I'm with you. How about the heel? How big of an issue is it? They say it's not. I just did an event with Javi, and he said, I feel fine. I'm good. 
So unless he's lying, I'll take him at his word. So this White Sox team, there is some personality. You mentioned Tim Anderson. Uh, a few uh, words have been exchanged with him this season. Jimenez is a guy that wears his emotions on the sleeve. It is the new era of baseball. How are baseball fans in Chicago, I don't know, accepting of it? Is there a lot of pushback? And going forward, is this White Sox team expected to be much better in the coming years? How much of a big deal do you think that will be? In terms of the... In terms of, you mean the relationship between these two teams? No, in terms of just baseball fans in general. They are, they talk a lot. They, they like to jaw. Yeah, no question. I mean, I saw some idiot on Twitter this morning, <laughs> and his bio, because he's a Sox fan, isn't a lawyer hitting a home run. Like, if I was a Sox fan and I was going to change my avatar every day, or my Facebook page was going to have some big photo, my it, from last night it would have been... Uh, Eloy Jimenez coming home with this big grin on his face and, you know, looking upward, that's what it would have been. Instead, this idiot has, it's his, it's his L flag for the Cubs. I think there are, the thing that infuriates Cubs fans about White Sox fans is they take more joy in the Cubs losing than in their team winning. Mm-hmm. And I just don't understand that. Cap, two more. We'll let you go. One on basketball with the with the with the draft coming up uh, here tomorrow. Uh, Kobe White is a guy we hear a lot about. Maybe Culver from Texas Tech. Who do you think the Bulls are taking? And then just a quick take on tonight's matchup. Giolito and Lester. We'll get you out of here. Uh, okay, number one on Le- Giolito and Lester. I think you're going to have a really spectacular baseball game as long as the rain holds off. Uh, look, Lucas Giolito has turned his career around and. He's a wonderful guy. John Lester is a crafty veteran. I expect him to pitch exceedingly well. I think it's going to be a real good matchup, and it's a real good test again for Giolito. But he's beaten Houston on the road. He's beaten the Yankees in Chicago. Boy, now you go out and beat the Chicago Cubs Mm -hmm. in Wrigley and pitch well. Whether he wins the game or not, as long as he pitches really well, that that immediately sends shockwaves through baseball. Like, how did this guy turn this around? Because he's been out standing so we'll see how this matchup goes the cubs are starving for a win and the white Sox get back to 500 and another shot across the brow at the cubs oh, their fan base would go crazy uh in terms of the bulls they really like darius garland mm-hmm. and they really like deandre hunter so i think it's going to be one of those two unless they can't make the deal to go up to get one then i think they trade down maybe with atlanta and get two picks do you know where the crosstown cup uh trophy is do I know where it is? It was in my studio two days ago. Huh? Right now it sits at, it sits at Wrigley because the Cubs still have property. If they split the force games, it stays with the Cubs. Gotcha. And if it if they don't win two games, it goes to the White Sox. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Thank you, Cappy. Good to talk to you, pal. Appreciate it as Love always. Love you, boys. Good to talk to you. Good to talk to David Kaplan. Brought to us by Centurion Stone of Iowa. Centurion Stone. Let me tell you about these folks. If you're in the market for uh, manufactured natural stone to help accent or to update your exterior or interior project, your fireplace, a wall, etc. of any size, Centurion Stone of Iowa offers a variety of styles, patterns, and colors for your every need. How many, you ask? Well, how about over 200 color and pattern combinations? Natural stone, interior, and exterior projects. Check them out online, Centurion Stone of Iowa, or head down to the showroom, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street in Des Moines, 5525 Northeast 22nd Street 
in Des Moines. I have Centurion Stone on the exterior of the condo and the interior on both of the fireplaces. It does a lot. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Check them out. Well, good stuff, Trenton. How about the... Um is there a debate, Anderson Baez? Baez is in a slump. He, look, I've yeah. told you a million times, he's my favorite player in baseball. Mm-hmm. Tim Anderson's pretty good. You know, the he closer is. I look at the numbers, it's a legitimate, not a long conversation. <laughs> right. But I think it's more of a conversation than I would have thought it was ever good. I mean, it's, it was been laughed at, uh, laughed off, right? A couple, mm-hmm. you know, prior to this season. Anderson's doing some things. He's a nice player. Nice player. He's not Javi Baez. He's not, no. No, he's not an MVP candidate as Baez was a year ago. And if he gets out of the slumps, it very well could be again this season. He's not nearly the defender that he is. I mean, we've called Javi Baez the best tagger we've ever seen in baseball. We're not alone. We've watched a lot of baseball. Mm -hmm. People that have watched even more baseball than us say the same thing. People aren't making those kind of comparisons to Tame Anderson. He's a nice player, 26, and one of those pieces that you can kind of build around going forward. This White Sox team's good. I mean, their future is very, very bright. Needle is pointing upwards, isn't it? Yeah, that that is the team going forward. The Indians are going to be selling off pieces. As a Twins fan, mm-hmm. Royals are a long ways away. Tigers are a long ways away. The one team you worry about in the division going forward is this White Sox team. Going to be some good ones going forward. Yeah, you know what? Chicago, baseball in Chicago is fun all the time. But, you know, we're going to have two, at least for the next couple of years. And we didn't have time to get into our conversation yesterday with Cappy uh, that you and I had. Uh, we didn't have time. And we'll do that, uh, you know, down the road is uh, when all these guys come up, Rizzo and Baez and Bryant and Schwarber, how this is going to work itself out. Um, but the the White Sox, they, they looked across town. They saw the rebuild. They saw what, you know, the pain, if you will that the fan base suffered, and it's a long-suffering fan base, so they're used to uh, suffering pain, but they saw Theo's plan. They knew they had to completely tear it down before they built it up, and it resulted in a world championship. White Sox saw what was going on on the north side. They said, you know what, let's bring that to the south side, uh, and we're starting to see the uh, the results of that. Fun, fun team to watch. Lester Giolito tonight. We'll come back. We'll talk more about that uh, as we uh, head toward the top of the hour here. On Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon. Final few minutes of the show here. Henry Songer will be in tomorrow for me, and then Trent will be at what? uh, Terrace Hills? Terrace Hills Golf Course for the Hawkeye Heaven Golf Outing. and On Friday? Yeah, going to be out there doing the show live from 10 till noon. Going to hopefully have a few former Hawkeyes that will be getting there, talking with them throughout the show and getting well, ready. Well, I to... hope the weather cooperates. Yeah, that's the, uh, fingers crossed on that one. have to find a rain date if that's the case. Let's hope that doesn't come to that, but should be a fun day out there and Gotta get working on my golf game. Haven't swung a. Club Are you in a playing few in the event? Oh, I'm playing. Why wouldn't you? Of course. Why wouldn't you? Speaking of golf tournaments, don't forget July the 19th. It's Hackfest. More information, kxno.com. Draft is tomorrow night, Trent, and it, it's it's so. I mean, there's only 60 players taken, right? You know, if you would have, I, I think back four years ago when this freshman who was uh, playing behind Frank Kaminsky saw the floor for the first time at Wisconsin, six foot ten. Mm-hmm. Boy, this kid Hap is going to be good. Pass the ball as well as any oh, big man. Oh my God, he's a double double machine. Triple double. Triple double. Yeah, I mean, with the assist ratio getting up there like that, I thought, boy, they got a good one here. You know, it's not going to be that big of a drop off when Kaminsky runs out mm-hmm. of eligibility. Ethan Hap's not going to get a sniff. 
Ethan Hoppe is not going to get a sniff. That just goes to show you, A, that you've got to fit the mold mm-hmm. uh, of an NBA. If you're a five, you've got to be, you've got to fit in this criteria or we're not going to look at you or for whatever your position is. I get that Ethan Happ can't make a free throw to save his life. Right, right. That, that's clearly uh, an anchor around his neck. But he's one of those guys, if you would have told me that it's not going to get a chance to hear his name drafted um, four years ago, I'd have said you're crazy. Well, and the thing is, so during the playoffs, Myers Leonard, a guy that I hadn't thought yes, of. Yes, from Illinois, right? Yeah. Left after his freshman year. He did. He was the 11th pick in that draft. Took mm. him a while. Mm-hmm. He's turned into... But he's a seven-footer. And Hap is what six ten? That two in you don't fit in that in, into the criteria that they've set out. They're not going to take not taking a chance. I'm with you, um, and that's a great that's a great comparison. Leonard or Hap? Who's a better college player? Well, it's not close. And, and even if Leonard would have stayed for four years, right. I don't think he would have been Ethan Hap in the college game. But it's such a jump from college to the NBA when it comes to basketball. It's crazy. Leonard actually played two seasons. This I thought he played year. one. No, he played. Averaged two points a game his freshman year. All right, that's why I didn't see him. So yeah. he did leave after his sophomore, sophomore year. Sophomore year, 13.6 points per game, 8.2. Because I thought it was the same as you, though. Mm-hmm. I thought it was his freshman, but we barely saw him as mm-hmm. a freshman. Illinois is a little bit different then. How crazy things are. Mm. They were able to barely play a five-star. Now they're begging for him to get on campus. Uh, here's the over-under. 43 and a half. Taylor Norton Tucker. Uh, he'll pick. Be picked before that. He will. I don't know if it'll be, if they even consider that the under or the over. Well, before would be the under. The under, okay, all right. What what later looking at that? Yeah, the under. Okay. Somebody's going to take a shot. I I think so, too, but he was, no doubt about it, when when he first declared and he first saw the mocks. Top 20. Yes. You know, right, that 18 to 22 range. Mm -hmm. That was late first. Mm Mm-hmm. That's early second. Now, now the mock I've got open in front of me right now, he is the 60th overall pick. NBADraft.net. Pick uh, Giovanni's uh, website there, he's been a, he's at ESPN now. The, this, this dude here? Yes. That's his yeah. website? Yep. I don't know why I clicked on it. It was the first one I found on Google. <laughs> <laughs> mock draft after pick two, it gets interesting. I, no, I don't think so. I think Barrett's three. a lock. After, yeah, after pick three, who's going to come up and get Garland from Vanderbilt? The kid who was hurt and missed all but, what, five games or whatever it was. Um, I'm anxious to see Kobe White. I'm a Kobe White guy. Hachimura from Gonzaga. I think he's going to be underrated in this thing. He's going to be a nice player. Tyler uh, Hero, my guy. Yeah, he's good too. Grant Williams, Tennessee, SEC Player of the Year in consecutive years, and he's in the middle of the second round. I mean, it just goes to show you. Those second rounders. So many good college mm-hmm. players. So many guys that... Well, we actually get to see play for two, three, four right. years. Tyler Cook's not going to get sniff. No. Lindell Wigington doesn't have a prayer. No. Who has a better chance? Of making it in the NBA? Yes. Well, we, where are you going to play Lindell? He's not a point guard. He's too small for a two. Yeah. Uh, Cook can find a niche. I think Cook, I think the answer is Cook, yes, for that reason. I don't think it's very likely on either side, but well, and they're they're both very athletic. I mm-hmm. love watching Wigginton play; his athleticism is yes. through the roof. But he's not going to play in the NBA. I don't think. I really don't. Afternoon baseball today? Is there? I think so. Oh, the Reds play today. I yes. think it's the Reds and the Astros, right? What else on the docket? What do you? Well, to, do you G- yeah, tonight? that's appointment TV for me. That's all I'm going to watch. That's it. I think so. I think so. I've got five days off. I go to Vegas after oh, I leave that's Chicago. Right. Packing this evening? 
for for Chicago home for one day and then back on an airplane on Sunday for Vegas by myself. I am too old for this. Enjoy the stones. Yeah, I'm going to enjoy that. My wife and I are looking very forward to it. Uh, thank you for uh, manning the ship the next few days. I'll be back a week from tomorrow. Trent's back tomorrow at noon. Murph and Andy have Nick Nurse today at 3. Then the Fanatics tomorrow morning, the morning rush, 1460 KXNO.